Good morning, and peace be with you. And thank you for that, Liz. That, um, probably 20 years ago, I heard that, and I think that was the start of me going, gee, I wonder if I'll ever be a pastor someday. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I will follow. I'll hold your people in my heart, and bam, here we are. So, who says he doesn't have a sense of humor? I would like to direct you to uh, our announcements here. Um, you know, when I was uh, just a layperson, just a congregant, this was probably my most unfavorite part of the service. Was <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, come on, you know. Uh, so I, I, I apologize for that, but it also there's things that need to be pointed out, so I'm torn on here. You can look at this and read it. Uh, the one thing that I, we need to point out is that the Bonner singers are not going to be, we're not going to be able to do that. So it doesn't mean it won't ever happen, um, but just so that you know that the October 19th concert has been canceled. And then coming up in... Uh, October is the Harvest Festival, and we have uh, partnered with our uh, sister church, uh, Victory Outreach, and it's always been uh, very successful. The neighborhood gets involved and trunk or treat and, you know, and so forth, barbecue and all that. So please come uh, and uh, have a nice time and, and fellowship with that. And Sit and Be Fit on Tuesdays is, you're just coming along and it's, a lot of fun, and, and it's well attended, and uh, so I encourage you to come and, and uh, stretch and, you know, sit and be fit. It sounds almost too good to be true, but uh, it works, and, and I see a lot of happy faces in there. And then this week, uh, on the 2nd, it's lunch with uh, Pastor Ken. That's me. So bring a sack lunch, uh, and we'll sit down and have a little devotion and just chew and chew the fat, Okay. So let us uh, stand as, and sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is on page 520. It is Give to God Our Immortal Praise. <coughs>
let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most, Most merciful God, God we, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with a whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Good morning, everybody. 
We're going to be looking at the book of Amos on our first reading. Amos chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. The Pew Bible will be 1427. If you'd go there, you could follow me. If you'd like. We're going to read chapter 6, verse 1. Woe to you who are complacent in Zion, and to you who feel secure on Mount Samaria. You notable men of the foremost nation to whom the people of Israel come, go to Kalna and look at it. Go from there to Great Hamath, and then go down to Gath and Philistia. Are they better off than your two kingdoms? Is their land larger than yours? You put off the day of disaster and bring near a reign of terror. You lie on beds adorned with ivory and lounge on your couches. You dine on choice lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful. You use the finest lotions. But you, not, you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, you will be among the first to go into exile. You're feasting and lounging will end. You will uh, turn to now to your psalm. We'll be reading Psalm 146 responsibly. Printed in your bulletin, Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plants come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God is on for all generations. Praise the Lord. Now you can join me uh, as we read 1 Timothy 6, uh, verse uh, 6 through 19. And that is going to be on your pew Bible on page 1850, 1850, starting with chapter 6, 6 through 19. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap 
and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into a ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all of, all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good faith. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in an approachable light, unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. On 17, picking up. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly, truly life. Here ends the reading. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. chapter, glory to you, O Lord. The gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1626. Luke 16, 19 through 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was, a, was laid a beggar named Lazarus. He was covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and they licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up, and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, 
Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides, besides all of this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. And he answered, then I beg you, Father, Send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers, and let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I got, I got some questions to ask you. Because um, <laughs> I want to find out, <laughs> hopefully that I'm not alone. But when you hear or read the Holy Bible, and you hear or read a story like this, some have said it's a, a parable, and there's a lot of argument over that, and I don't want to be, I don't want to argue. It's, it's either a story or a parable. When you read in there, in, in, in there's a story, do you ever assign yourself to either the victim or the villain? I mean, I have. Sometimes I still do. I'm like, man, I sure don't want to be the rich man. You know, what up? Right? And then it's like, well, I really don't want to be Lazarus either. And and, and I don't know if it's it's this flesh thing. You know, it's like, it's all about me. I can't help but, you know, do that. And, And I'm guilty as charged. I oftentimes will spend more care and more effort making sure that the shower water is the perfect temperature than I do in the words that I use with my own family, right? I'm selfish. But what I want to make sure, I mean, this is a bummer of a story. I mean, it's got the visuals in it. It's, it is there's no happy way to, you know, to I mean, this is, a, this is a drag. And I want to make sure that you don't walk out of here going, oh, God, I hope I'm not the rich guy, or I hope I'm not. I mean, this isn't about you, okay? Because you're in. You, you're doing good. You're a baptized believer. Jesus on that that cross was crucified for you. You're not in trouble, okay? Thank you. See you next week. No, but what I want to point out is, again, Jesus during this this time as we're closing out the, the church year, he's pointing out his audience that's hearing it, they know that they are one or the other in that story. The Pharisees know that, well, they're the rich man. And Jesus is really bad for business. And the way that he's telling this, and they know their scripture. They'd read Amos. They knew Amos, right? Woe to you. 
And so it really comes together, and it, it just makes me, it just pops. It's like, well, no wonder they wanted to kill him. Because he was tearing down the self-righteousness that they had put on and through their clothes and their attitude and their position, and he is comparing them to this man. So let's dig into that. First thing I want to ask you this. Does anyone here use an alarm clock? Yeah, right? You know, and, and does anyone here uh, on their alarm clock have a snooze button? <laughs> and do you use it? You don't, I, you know, I have an alarm clock, but um, one of the things that I have discovered um, uh, in, my, in my age, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm 55, double nickels this year, yay, but one of the things is I can't sleep in anymore, and I used to hit the snooze button, but then I would find that after 10 minutes, or I'd be like stressing out when it to go off, or I wouldn't hear it. And, and I would just be dreaming, and all of a sudden, hey, I wonder what that annoying buzz is in the middle of, I mean, it's just the, these things. So what's your point, Pastor? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Now, here's the point. God actually um, gives us wake-up calls. And he gives those wake-up calls to a world that needs to wake up. And it's, it's like an alarm. And he speaks to our hearts. And he says, it's time to wake up. It's time to follow me. And some people hit the snooze alarm. Some people go, yeah, that's nice for you. Whatever their button is to, to push it away. But, but they, they do that. And what can happen is they can find out it's too late. And they can wake up, kind of like what we see in the Bible story today, where Jesus is talking about this rich man. Rich man, didn't have a name, it's just rich man. The villain. The victim had a name. His name was Lazarus. Lazarus, the translation for that word is one who God helps. Oh, all right. And, and we can look at it and, and we see, and we'll go in deeper onto this, the difference between the rich man and Lazarus, the way they behaved and so forth. But the, 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 the point of it is, is that you're going you're gonna to be woken up someday and where are you going to wake up? Are you going to wake up in a pit, Hades? Or are you going to wake up at the side of in this uh, Abraham, which is you're going to be reclining with Jesus? Because he's put that word out there, as we hear and, and we read the prophets, Moses and the prophets, the Holy Bible, this church, Christian radio. The universe declares his majesty. The stars at night, babies being born. He's saying, ta-da, all over the place. I'm here. And yet people, some people, nobody in this room, they don't wake up and they don't follow. So let's dig into this story a little bit. We have the rich man and we have Lazarus. The rich man's covered in finery, purple and linen, and Lazarus is covered in what? Sores. Nice, right? And Lazarus, as I said, he has a name, and he is forever going to be in the bosom of Abraham. That's the old translation. We have the rich man who's not named, and he remains nameless in his suffering. In comparing and contrasting, we have the rich man who ate a feast daily. This guy really enjoyed food. He enjoyed eating, feasting daily. Not just like a festival type of a thing that happened every once in a while. This dude was putting on the dog every day. Lazarus, in contrast, longed for the food that dropped from the table of the rich man. And the dogs, that's so gross, but they licked the sores of Lazarus. 
Lazarus had no enjoyment or comfort at all. Big contrast. You remember some of the Beatitudes? One of them is, blessed are those who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Lazarus hungered. Lazarus' name, one who God helps. Lazarus hungered, but now he's comforted and satisfied. Lazarus is reclining at the feast of the table of the king, Abraham's bosom. It's kind of a picture of John, the disciple that Jesus loved at the Last Supper. They say he was leaning against Jesus as they ate. Kind of a picture of what we see here. The picture of the feast of the Lamb. The rich man had his joy on earth. The rich man had his faith in his wealth. He had his faith in his food. He had his faith in his comfort. And as we read in our scripture this morning that Ed read for us, this all came to an end upon his death. It didn't last. Both the rich man and Lazarus have inherited a status after death. There's an inability of the one who has risen from the dead to bring some to repentance. It fits neatly with the actual resistance, which is the preaching of the risen Christ. What in the world? What do we see here? He's down in a pit. I called it a chasm. I don't know if it's a chasm. Grand Canyon. And way up there is Father Abraham and this Lazarus dude. And he's, he is so arrogant, but he's hot and he's thirsty, that he goes, Father Abraham. Now we know he's a Jew because he said that. Father Abraham. Uh-oh. Pointing to the Pharisees. Father Abraham. Tell Lazarus. This guy's in a pit and he's still getting this kind of this boss thing. It's like, hey. Tell Lazarus to get down here, dip his finger in, wet my tongue. Chop, chop. Right? Arrogance. He's in hell, and he thinks he can order around. Hey, my father's Abraham. There's another part in the Bible when it said, your father is the devil. Talking to the Pharisees again. They had an opportunity. Their wake-up call was John the Baptist. John the Baptist talked about repentance. Come and be baptized. Repent. And they came out to see what he's doing. And he goes, you brood of vipers. You whitewashed tombs. They're the rich man. No name. They're the rich man who gets an inheritance. It's going to be hot. It's going to be thirsty. They're the ones that were given the riches of God that should have been given it to the people like Lazarus, covered in sores. And they didn't. That's the point of this story. You had it to give away. Lazarus was the perfect opportunity for the rich man to exhibit almsgiving, mercy, comfort. Through his things that were given to him, he could have given it to this Lazarus character, and he didn't, and he didn't. And then the great reversal that we see, the great reversal that we see, that we just talked about, one's in heaven, one's in comfort, and one is not. And it didn't have to be that way, but he kept hitting the snooze button. He kept hitting the snooze button. So, as far as the giving goes, you know, this is kind of a weird series too. We're not, we're not hearing from the Lord saying that wealth is evil. We're saying wealth, or he's telling us, wealth is a tool. Wealth is a blessing, and wealth isn't necessarily money. Wealth is time and talent 
Wealth is the gospel. Are you sharing it? Because it's just that important. And when, you decide, when we see that this person finds out that it's too late for him, he's saying, oh my gosh, send him back then to tell my brothers. And it wasn't so much that his brothers would have fellowship with Abraham. It was so that you know, they might avoid where he's at. It doesn't really work that way. It wasn't so that his, his brothers would hear and believe and devote their lives to Christ. It was, man, they don't want to be here. He still didn't get it. He was still arrogant. And one more thing, he didn't repent even when he's in Hades. Can you imagine that? He still didn't say, man, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm really sorry. And if you'll have me, I'll be a doormat in heaven. Arrogance. You, you could even wonder, I do, out loud, how is it that somebody could be that way? And yet we're told there will be some that way. There was another Lazarus in the Bible who did return from the dead. And again, not everyone who witnessed that Lazarus who was resurrected by Jesus, not everyone was moved. Not everyone on that wake-up call was moved. And throughout the Bible, we have repentance and faith. They're just everywhere, wrought in, 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 in our Scripture. Repentance and faith. And some don't respond. And the reason that some are not saved is as follows. Are you listening? The reason some are not saved is that they do not listen to God's word at all. And they willfully despise it. They plug their ears. They harden their hearts. And in this way, they block the ordinary way for the Holy Spirit to work on them. What does that mean? They block the ordinary way. Well, we say, we believe, we profess that it's faith alone. And faith is a gift. And faith comes from hearing the word. And so the ordinary way that is outlined in this scripture is when Abraham said, in answer to sending someone to tell her his brothers, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. They didn't. And he says, no, Father, he said, if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Jesus came from the dead. And yet still, there are some that don't repent, that some that don't respond. And Abraham said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if somebody rises from the dead. How sad is that? You're not in that. You know that, right? You're good. You're in. Your baptism confirms that. You're written in the book. But you've been given a treasure. You are wealthy beyond comprehension. You need, we need to give that gospel away. How does that look? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's an invitation to church. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a letter, encouragement. You and me, we're, we're, we're loaded. <laughs> we really are. And we should be about spending it. And the shame is, and, and maybe even that something that pressures us from giving is, is the people that mock the word. I don't know if anyone's ever done it to you, but you've heard it. You've seen it done to other people. You go, well, I don't want to be that guy. And I pray that through the Holy Spirit that he encourages you 
maybe your call isn't to be a pastor. Maybe you heard that, that uh, beautiful uh, song that uh, Liz was playing. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? Well, yeah, it is you. And he's got something for you to do. It may not be standing up here and, 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 and being a pastor, but you are exactly where he wants you to be. You are exactly where he knew you would be. And you are exactly where he can use you. All you have to do is say, I'm yours. Do what you want to with me. To do whatever you want to do through me. That didn't hurt. It's a fun ride. You're, you're, you're loaded. Spend it. Give that love away, that love of Christ. Give that love of the gospel, that love of what you know that Christ has done for you away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Red Hot Chili Peppers, sorry. Give it away in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on the top of page four in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into heaven. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last. Amen.
We give you thanks, O Lord, for all the blessings you have bestowed upon us, and we have come at our bidding to plead on behalf of all your people in Christ and for all people as they have need. Almighty God, you have surrounded us with your love and favor and sent for angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, to do your behidding your bidding on our behalf. We are grateful for the many ways that you watch over, protect, defend, and keep us, your people, against the forces of temptation, despair, and evil. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, you have chosen to work through your people to care for those in need and to extend the good news of our Savior. We are grateful for the Lutheran Women's Missionary League and for all those who work on behalf of your mission of witness and service, both here and throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mighty God, you have made all things and given the stewardship of creation to us. Make us wise and discerning as we explore the mysteries of your creative power throughout the world. You have made and keep us from abusing both the gift and the responsibility we have to you and to all creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful Lord, you have redeemed us so that we may live new and holy lives, seeking not the desires of our hearts, but your will and command above all. Reveal to us how best to serve you and do your work here on earth, and lead us to show forth our faith by doing good works that glorify your name and serve our neighbor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, you have promised to hold accountable all who hold authority over us. Bless our president, our governor, all legislative bodies, all judges and magistrates, and all who serve the public trust that they may act with integrity and honor in the fulfillment of all their duties and serve the causes of peace and justice for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, you know our weakness and the violence, hatred, and prejudice that rules our sinful hearts. Bring to nothing the plans of all those who seek war or act in violence against others, and preserve our nation and our world in peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, you have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows even to death. Hear us on behalf of all those who suffer illness and affliction of body or mind, and grant them relief, comfort, and healing according to your gracious will. We especially now pray for those silently or out loud in our hearts and minds. Bless also the caregivers in hospitals, nursing facilities, and homes, that they may act with compassion toward those in need of care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, you, have great, you, ha you give great blessings, and none is greater than the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the salvation he won by his death and resurrection. Give to us your Holy Spirit, that as we approach his table today, we may be prepared through repentance and equipped by faith to receive his flesh for the life of the world and his blood that cleanses us from all sin. Unite us as one people in faith and life here on earth until, together with the saints above, we meet you face to face. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Everlasting God, you hold time and eternity in your hand. We give you thanks and praise for the mighty saints who went before us, leaving us a legacy of faith and faithfulness. Guard us against the distractions of the moment that we may daily seek your face here on earth until that day when Christ comes in his glory to bring to completion all things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remembering your mercy and rejoicing in your gifts, we offer you the song of praise, the voice of thanksgiving, and the service of our hands, along with the prayers we pray, trusting that you will grant us all things good and beneficial and keep us from all things harmful to us and to our salvation. With angels and archangels, with cherubim and seraphim, and with all the heavenly hosts, we seek only to do your will and to adore you as God above all gods. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forevermore. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's share the peace. Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. Christ's death 
his resurrection, and his beautiful triumphant coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Isn't it great news that we're not like the rich man? Isn't it great news that we're not really even like Lazarus, although it feels like sometimes the only one that likes us is dogs that look on you know, sorry. Isn't it great to be given the power of being called a child of the living God? Amen? It's great. Like I said, you're loaded. He has showered you with gifts uncomparable. And here comes another one. His body, his blood, given for you, shed for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Come, the table's prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? Boy, I thought I preached a lot longer than that. We're out pretty early today. You guys want to hang out for a while? Or? Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord give you his perfect and everlasting peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is in Christ alone, right? Amen. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord.